It was winter of 2006. I was going to see the Black Keys at the Vic Theater in Chicago, and my friends and I got there early enough that we were front row against the barricade. Patrick Sweeney was the opening act, and prior to going on, he was tuning his guitars off to the side of the stage, doing one last check. He had this Dean guitar that was seafoam green, and I must have been staring at it, because the next thing that I know, Patrick Sweeney hops down from the stage with the guitar, hands it to me, and says, Do you want to play it? And I just start playing the guitar. I can't even remember what I said or did. And I probably just ended up playing the riff from Seven Nation Army or Smoke on the Water. But after some fumbling around, I handed it back to him. And then 30 minutes later, with that guitar, he blows everybody in the crowd away. Ever since then, Patrick Sweeney has been one of my favorite bands. Welcome to All Your Favorite Bands. I'm your host, Jeff Lamort, and on this edition, I talk with Patrick Sweeney. He discusses how some of his favorite artists have helped shape his musical career. From Pete Seeger to Metallica, John Denver to Nirvana, Lightning Hopkins to B.B. King, Patrick Sweeney has taken note. But I start by asking him his first musical memory. Boy, my first musical memory. I mean, I would be, definitely would be my dad playing, uh, you know, just, just playing it at home and uh you know uh, like folk music and, and like he was really into pete seeger and like gordon lightfoot and, and uh, a lot of a lot of folky stuff like that and you know always had guitars around and uh you know he played in the folk group at church and uh he would hang out after practice he would hang out with his buddy the other guitar player and they would they would jam after after practice and i just thought that was the coolest so those were my first musical memories just you know my dad playing as a kid he would take us to see, like, uh, he'd take me up. I was interested in music. I liked music and a little more than my brothers did. Uh, my older, I have an older brother, a younger brother. He would take us to see, uh, like, like, bluegrass concerts and things like that. And there's the L. <laughs> Outside in. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shy town baby. And uh, <laughs> so we, uh, uh, so that was cool. So uh, before I knew who he was, you know, I was about 11 or 12 years old and got to see Bill Monroe play in a you know a bluegrass concert this the OJ Work Auditorium in Wadsworth Ohio and uh, and which is about you know half an hour uh, from where we lived and uh, so that's 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 pretty early a lot of it and that too and maybe going to uh, going to the Kent State Folk Festival with my dad and and watching watching the workshops they had these little uh, sort of mini concerts and little things specifically about different types of folk music and you know we always wanted to go see like the the finger style guys and the country blues guys and that was where sort of where it all started for me and uh and dad was very very encouraging mom was very encouraging about it yeah and uh, so that's the first first musical memories i guess i guess the first concert i mean i must have been i don't know how young i was i'm pretty young though my family and my best friend's family his older sister was into john denver we all went to see john denver Wow. play like I think I think that was the first concert of, that I, I can remember that was like a big concert it was at the Blossom Music Center big outdoor amphitheater was John Denver good he was great man. Yeah. I think he, yeah, he killed it you know he, I think he played you know entertained whatever 12,000 people and I, I'm you know I don't even know if he had another guitar player with him I think he played you know if it was maybe him and a guitar player maybe I don't think he had a whole band with them that's you know that's pretty heavy duty. Man. Yeah, you know, entertainer can do that. I don't care what you like. If you can pull that <laughs> off, that's you got something. 
but that's 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 the earliest musical stuff I can really really remember what about the the moment for you that you knew that this is what you wanted to do oh man that was pretty early on you know I was probably 11 11, wow. 11 or 12 I don't know I heard this this it was actually a Pete Seeger record like his greatest hit but there was a and my dad was a big fan of his and and played 12 string guitar like him and and that's how he also got he liked Lead Belly you know which you know because Pete Seeger sort of was would play some of his songs and uh, would play you know learn to play the 12 string guitar from him uh and that boogie style and I, I just that just knocked me out I'm like I want to learn how to do that like make a walking you know like a bass sound with there's a with the low strings of the guitar and then the high strings of the guitar playing something else that's that was just like that was the best so right about then I was just like this is I gotta do I, this is what I wanna do and then hearing that album that I, I, I just don't remember I think it was off of Greatest Hits I don't remember where the concert was from hearing him engage all those people and all those people listening and singing along and and stuff I was just like I thought that's just so cool like how you know I wanna do that that's what I wanna do and then it just started to happen, you know, I, I found Lightning Hopkins, and then I was like, that's who I want to be. You know, that's, that's the coolest guy that's ever looked. You can look at him, and he's the coolest looking oh, the person that you've ever seen. The and then you hear him, and you're just like, completely unique, completely assured, completely just that, that self-assuredness and that confidence. I was just like, I want to be... I want to be that, I want to feel that way about myself someday, you know, yeah. you know I want to be that, you know, I don't want to be trying to do this, I want to be doing it, you know, and that, that was it. When I found him, I was probably about 13 or 14. That's amazing, though, to yeah. think that but I, you, you know, were that young and Yeah, man, but now. I was, you know, listening to, like, you know, Metallica and Poison and all that stuff, too, you know, like, you know, with my friends, but it was all, like, the folk music thing and the blues thing That's was all sort of secret. Because nobody thought it was cool, and then you know, like the one time I was like, I'd, I'd had, like, my dad had some, some old records, and and I had this tape of the Crickets, Buddy Holly's band. They were doing like the anniversary concert of his death or something like that, and I did, I bought a tape of that for like a buck in the cutout bin, and they did this Little Richard cover, uh, of Keep a Knockin', and I just thought that was the most killer, killer rocking thing I've ever heard, and I played it for some friends at football practice, and they were like, that just sounds like country. You know, and they kind of made fun of me. I was like, oh, that's going in the claw. You know, I ain't telling anybody about this anymore. You know, back to this is back to, you know, I just like, I'll just do my cool thing on my own. These people ain't into it. It didn't bother me at all. You know, but yeah, I liked, you know, I like listening to music and I like hanging out with people listening, you know, loud, you know, loud heavy metal on the, on the car stereo and stuff. And, you know, drinking your first beers when And Justice for All came out and like, <laughs> driving around this beat up Nova driving around on dirt roads listening to to one for the first time and I was just being like oh my god what is this it's like it's heavy and what is what is this you know like I was just amazed you know even with Metallica maybe a better example is the White Stripes I love the White Stripes from them I got into the Black Keys and your music right right but digging deeper that's how I found Robert Johnson Blind Willie McTell Sunhouse um, so many bands it all goes back to the blues. Yeah, man. I just, I just always felt like it had, it has something for everybody. You know, whatever kind of thing you like, it's, it's got something for you. You know, because I feel like it's, it's the easiest beat to play. It's the hardest to master. It's the, you know, it's, it's a very simple, 
concise language, but it means so much. And, you know, and, it, and it, it's, you know, it's all about, can be over the top and wild and crazy, but it can also be very, very understated and very smooth and very controlled and very, and I, I just, you know, I never get sick of it, you know. I could listen to Jimmy Reed every single day of my life and never get sick of it. I could listen to Bobby Bland, completely other different end of the spectrum, and never, ever get sick of it. Never. You know, we consider these that, that sort of middle part of the 20th century like the greatest era of music because, you know, recorded music, you know, became a phenomenon and became a commercial phenomenon. Mm-hmm. We're always going to view that as like the, the golden age and the roots. And, you know, I mean, obviously it was it was able to spread out so loud it completely altered music worldwide you know the first time ever that like you know you could buy a record and hear a record from somebody or hear it on the radio and you didn't have to know them you know it wasn't a guy that lived by you you know when records came around and that was as i mean that was late it was 1926 before you could buy a record you know commercially you know to, to the regular person weird to think when you think of like in time of like you know how young recorded music is as opposed to other art forms like or which are you know people have been painting since the dawn of time yeah. you know right up that's the that's how we knew In there the were case. people yeah yeah we, didn't, we wouldn't have known unless they had you know that era you know that first you know when people first found electric guitars i feel like those were the best they figured out how to make it sound the best and that's what we're all chasing now it's hard to be you know be like a modern musician you know because you, everything is so referential and uh, referring back and uh, to these these ideas and these sort of forms and these you know I guess what you could call them colors to paint with, and uh, but not to be just aping or, or or sort of stealing, you know that's something. But I think that's why people responded so much to bands like like the Black Keys and like the White Stripes, and you know and I realized right White Stripes actually were added a little earlier than the Keys, but I you know I I was there. They weren't, there was no sort of, you know, they happened independently of, of each other 150 miles apart, you know, yeah, which mean, is very odd. It just well, yeah. erupted at yeah. that period for some well, you reason. you know, like Sonic's records still sound good, yeah. man. That's always, they're always going to sound, they don't sound old. They sound rocking, yeah. you know, and that's, that's how I think that like that sort of artifice and that sort of pretension that I think a lot of music got. I mean, even the, in the in the 90s, and I loved a lot of, you know, a lot of, like, you know, what was considered the grunge thing, because yeah, that was I where like I could see, too. you know, those were the, like, because I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, in my 20s, you know, those were the bands I could I could see, you know, so, you know, Soundgarden was on top of the game, Pearl Jam was on top of the game, uh, you know, uh, Nirvana, I saw Nirvana's last tour. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, here comes the L. It was awesome. It was so good. Oh my god! So, so I'm on Halloween at the Jar Arena in Akron. Off it in was, utero. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was the I last that, tour, man. He was dead. So he was much. dead four months later, I think. And uh, but man, they were friggin' good. They, uh, That's was, incredible. Yeah, it was. It was really something, you know. But I mean, they were like a hit band, you yeah. know. So right place, right. Yeah, you know, it was just. Yeah, we were going to see, it, and they were cool, heavy raw even on that big stage you know they were you know i could tell they were they were partying you know it was halloween they, they had a guy had a roadie i guess or, or somebody a friend of theirs dressed up in a barney outfit <laughs> like barney the purple dinosaur yeah, yeah. and came out and sang the song <laughs> and they just opened up the you know the amps all the way so it just squeal and feedback and stuff like that and they just 
bum rushed him. The whole band just dog piled on this Barney thing. Just, I mean, it lasted for like, it seemed like forever. Maybe it was three or four minutes, but it seemed like an insanely long time for like the first part of a big concert. And like, it was just so raw. We were just screaming, everyone's yelling, throwing beer, having a ball. It was just nuts. And then, you know, they rocked out, man, and just let it loose, you know, like they were playing a club or something like that. That was, that was, that was big for me. That was, that was, that was a good, good show. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Nirvana was like the first band that got me into music. My brother played Nirvana all the time, so. Cool. See, my younger brother got me into, when the Bleach, when Bleach came out, I was sort of on Blues Island by then, or I would listen to like Cream and Led Zeppelin, and he played that, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool, you know, this real heavy, you know, dissonant kind of thing, and then it was like, you know, that's. You know, that Bleach album was led me to the Melvins. And I'm like, whoa, you know, King Buzzo. <laughs> now that's where it's at, you know. So he actually, my younger brother really turned me on to most of the heavy music I, I got into at the time. Because he was, you know, he's into skateboarding a little bit. was really frowned upon in our town. That was, you know, and like bands like Suicidal Tendencies. Like my parents were real upset, you know, when they found those tapes. And she smashed, I think, I think she smashed, uh join the army I remember that you know they, you know like that, because that of suicide because or... the name oh, yeah okay. you know it was you know it was the height of the PMRC thing you know it's and the, like that old Al Gore's wife Tipper man she had that parents resource music center you know where they were trying to ban albums and stuff like that which seems so ridiculous now yeah. like and, and but that was a real thing you know like parents were throwing out the tapes man and you know it was a that was it was something even Nir- uh, alas, I may have digressed. Yeah, no, no, even Nirvana <laughs> goes back to the the blues influence. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, we did the Lead Belly thing, and he got he turned on a lot of kids to the, you know, to, you know, at least through that song, they dug a little bit deeper, you know. Then and then by, and by the time I was in like you know in college and getting out of high school and, and in college, you know, and I was starting to, you know, really dig into the blues thing. Uh, you know, it was post uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's death, and so you know, blues was real popular. You know, you'd hear Stevie Ray Vaughan on the radio, and you'd you know, they'd have every radio station, even a class rock may have a blues show. Uh, you know, like bar, you know, there'd be blues bars and stuff like that. And they couldn't, you know, they couldn't afford to pay a band on like a Wednesday night or a weeknight, but I could go in there and play solo, you know, and they could pay me fifty bucks or something like that. And, was, and that's I started working as a musician because of that like kids would come up and be like do you know any lead belly and i'm like yeah i do <laughs> like how the hell do you know you know and they're like well nirvana played this i'm like oh dig and then you know i got turned on to that and yeah it's like all right man and then they started reissuing a bunch of that stuff so you know because you know kurt cobain played a lead belly song they reissued all the lead belly albums yep. on cd and then God, they don't know what'll sell. So they're, you know, they're all the Robert Johnson and Charlie Patton stuff and all this stuff is just flooding the market with all these reissues and stuff like that that never sold. You know, no one bought that shit. Yeah. So I bought all of it <laughs> in the cutout bin for two bucks, you know, just oh, like this, awesome. this piles of shit. Like I remember Best Buy had this amazing blues selection and then it just sat there for a couple of months and then bam, right to the cutout bin. You know, I was just like coming home <laughs> to daddy. Yeah. As a, a performer, mm-hmm. you always bring so much energy and passion you to have your to. performances. You have yeah. to. Why well, would you 
Why would you do it? Was any- there somebody like you've already talked about? You've seen John Denver, Nirvana. Was there somebody that you saw or were like? Uh, I need to- were the energy like yeah. like putting out that? When well, it- I mean, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it came from a lot of like like hardcore and punk bands and things like that. You know, they're just flailing around, jumping around, and all that stuff, and like, you know, just giving it every bit physically. I just thought, wow, that's that's impressive. You know, and that guy can't can't sing shit, but man, he's going for it man just giving it everything he's got that impressed me but then it was seeing uh it was seeing a video of bb king of uh, you know him in his prime i don't know whether it was like one of the cook county he goes this is really cook before maybe i you know i just i just i was i was a kid when i saw it but also hearing ray charles recordings like you know i you know like uh, nighttime is the right time i remember seeing that on the seems odd to say now but on the cosby show when they had, you know, the whole family sort of lip sync this Ray Charles song for the, the like, on the, the, the story was it was like somebody's, it was like his, the grandparents' anniversary or something like that, and the whole family did this sort of bit to this, you know, Ray Charles and Nighttime is a right time, I and mean, that, like him hollering like that and singing like that and doing that, I was just like, I have to know what this is, this is amazing, I, that's, that's, I've never heard anyone do that, I want to do that. And then hearing, you know, then hearing B.B. King and seeing, like, a video of B.B. King, him singing, and, you know, just in that suit, playing, and, you know, hollering, 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 singing so good, and then just, and just, just sweat pouring off him, and, and man, it looked like every word he said was just pouring out of him, I'm just, that was like, that's what you're supposed to do. And that's the thing, though, when I'd see performers like that, I was just like, you have me, I am, I'm going to listen to every word you say. I want to communicate. I want to. I want you to tell me what, what is going on. You know, what is this thing you're trying to say so much? And that was that. Just that moved me big time. And just seeing a lot of uh, uh, Dick Waterman's photographs of he. You know, he was a manager for, for a lot of people at the time. His Sunhouse's manager, his Fred McDowell's manager. He was Bonnie Raitt's first manager. I think he might have been he might have been buddy guy's manager for a while and then uh you know a sort of a, that that sort of 60s sort of folk blues revival seeing the pictures he took and and of those guys playing and just you know being able to capture those moments where they're just you know really had the door open and just really letting it out and that that impressed me so much and just you know i would imagine in my mind that you know i could be there and hear it and uh I just I wanted to do that so much, you know, and it just sort of pushed everything else out of the way. <laughs> I liked it too, because you know the, the way music tells a story. You know, I always imagining myself in these, you know, just like any kid would do. You know, you you watch a TV show or something like that. And you're like, yeah, I want to drive that. I want to be yeah. Michael Knight, Knight Rider. <laughs> you know, I want to, you know, I want to ride in that car, car with Kit, fight cry. You know, and be cool with that members only jacket you know and look you know look at these girls you know and, yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing you like fantasize about yeah, it. yeah 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 exactly that's exactly it you know you I, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy yeah you know in your imagination you're that guy and i'm like well, i want to be that guy too you know i want to i want to do what he does man i want to i want that to be me yeah. you know so you aren't thinking of copying this guy you're like i'm that guy you know <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's that's how embarrassing memories are made <laughs> you know <laughs> wonderful you know yeah so, so yeah. So that's uh, the energy. I just think is, is it's important, you know. And, it, and it's and it it's really the only thing I think I really got, you know. It's 
it's the one thing that I can control. And it doesn't matter, like if people come to see you and they take time out of their lives, now, you know, they pay money to be there. And, you know, they, and they wait around for you to play. And I've never wanted to, to go see somebody half acid. And I don't give a shit what kind of day they had. <laughs> I, I want to be moved. I mean, music's exciting. You know, people will treat the, you know, the, 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 the live music experience. That's not something they do every day. It's something I do every day. But they don't do that every day. And you got to remember those people, like, that's going to be, they might not, they might not, you don't know, they might not go to any shows. This might be the first, first live band they've ever seen. Like, I've met more people now in the last two years who have never seen a live band. Wow. I'm just a fascinated. Like, never been to a concert, never been to a, you know, well, I've seen a bar band or something like that. I'm like, well, yeah, he said, but you know, they're playing stuff off the radio. I'm like, but you've never seen somebody sing those, you know, those songs that, you know, this, you've seen this, that wrote them or, or, you know, or made them a hit or made them, you know, and like, I just, that fascinates me. Like, you know, and I get it. If you don't live around something, it's tough, you know, people can be happy lots of different ways, you know, like that. I just, you know, and if you don't miss it, you don't miss it. (laughs) So, you know, I'm not trying to belittle those people or anything like that. It's just that it's interesting to me, like, like this is so much of me and like this is just a complete strange novelty and how interesting and like well man you want to make a good you want that person to be like I've been missing out I'm going to do some catching up I'm going to go buy all these records I'm going to go see all these bands you know and to see a new fan of music like that enthusiasm that's amazing man and all they want to talk about is that I'm like that's exciting you know I like I love to see people get excited about you know a new thing or a new music you know it's 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 fun you know it's the most fun you can have man you know with your pants on <laughs> <laughs> oh i think that's a good way to end it right all right yeah. are we done all right all right. cool thanks patrick well thank you my thanks to patrick sweeney and for everything patrick sweeney related go to patricksweeney.com patrick spelled the usual way sweeney spelled s-w-e-a-n-y For more editions of all your favorite bands, the podcast, go to soundcloud.com slash A-Y-F-B podcast. And that's all one word. Until next time, I'm Jeff Lamort. Thanks for listening.